damn, she's watching anime. Fuck. I want to watch it too. All right. Hello, 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 hello. This is Memory Bank. This is a podcast. If you're new, this is a podcast where both our guests and I share personal memories about stories or anything that relates to the topic that we're going to be talking about. Joining me today is, once again, Devin, my good friend, my good pal, and from the north, right, where they sell maple syrup a lot, is my good old friend Brian joining us today for the first time. Thank you. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well, yeah. Good to be back. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Eddie. I'm excited to, uh, I'm yes, excited to I... dive in. Sweet. All right. Um... So for those of you who are new to the channel, uh, make sure to subscribe, make sure to like, and quick announcement before I keep going. This will be on podcast, this podcast will be on Spotify and iTunes soon. Nice. I just need to work out the kinks. So definitely, I will keep you all posted on the Instagram and Snapchat. So follow me there. It'll be in the descriptions below. But yeah, definitely asking people about what they want to see more of of the podcast i'm going to now try and focus in a little bit more on that so with that being said funny stories eh? funny stories uh let's start out with some fears since i did say we're going to be talking about fears let's get into it so irrational fears are something that a lot of people love It, it really is now Devin, Brian, what are some irrational fears that you guys have or had until you were like, this is completely stupid? Um, <clears throat> well, for one, I don't know if I've ever gotten over any of my irrational fears. Um, they seem to s- stick around for a while. <laughs> um, I have like really classic ones, um, spiders, like since day one, like yeah. just absolutely awful. I, I think Devin one birthday got me a rubber spider I I, (laughs) I thought it was really I yeah he sure did and I opened it and I threw it across the room we were in my basement and I threw it across the room and it went behind like my dad's like bass speaker and I never saw it again. I think my parents went and dug it out and just like made it disappear. <laughs> Cause I, I just like, I saw it for, I like, I don't even really have a good image of what it was. Cause I just like, I saw the eight legs and then I just sent it. Yeah. I think it was like a, a big like rubber tarantula that could definitely just be like, you know, tossed around or anything. Yeah. And I saw it. And I did. Target. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Brian will love this. And then my mom was like, are you sure about that? I was like, yeah, I like it. He'll like it. And then it was yeah, completely backfiring. What? wasn't a prank it was just uh <laughs> just a mis- I just step. kind of like I just like into- like completely dissociated I was just like fight or flight yeah um a dr- drowning has been like this isn't even like a fun kind of like goofy irrational fear I just like have a really deep like in- like deep rooted fear of drowning for some reason and that didn't really come in until like college but like nothing happened really? I didn't like go swimming and or like I didn't like roll over the boat or something I just like it just in college I like started thinking about it. I was like that would be like the worst way to go um <laughs> really? and, like, open water open water is freaky and yeah mm-hmm. that's those ones land I, I can agree with you there deep sea diving is scary deep sea deep sea is gnarly like oh. if you're underwater and then there's a ceiling above you 
That's like, horrible. No <laughs> way. Yeah, no chance. No, no <laughs> chance. No chance. Uh, so, something to do with water. One of my irrational fears is um, when I was a kid, there was this little storybook where this kid was showering with the shark. Uh, one of the big irrational fears I had growing up was whenever I put the uh, temperature of the water to cold, I would always always picture something popping out of the uh, shower head, like a shark or something, and just come eat me. Like every Only time I close my eyes in the cold water, I'd be like, oh shit, <laughs> something's gonna eat me. <laughs> it's just cold water though. Hot water is fine. Hot water is fine. And I'm just like, this is nice. This is relaxing. So, but the, my, yeah, my question is, is the shark like coming out of one hole in the shower head or is it doing the Play-Doh thing, how it comes out all of the holes? <laughs> it or is it dumps just together. Like bursting through the side of the wall? Bursting through side of the wall, like literally, <laughs> okay, I, so I, I mean, like, shark, like okay. shit, it's like a Doritos really exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Back to spiders. Um, I will never visit Australia because of spiders. Just why the fuck are they that big? They're big. Like, like which why? Because like, there's, like there's the bird plenty spider. of big yeah, bird eating spider. Um, the huntsman why? gets pretty big. Golden orb weaver is pretty big. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Devin's a <laughs> so Devin, Devin, you're not yeah. anti-spider, right? You're good on no, spiders. No, I'm fine with spiders. Um, what about snakes? Because I feel like they're... fine with snakes. Yeah. Wow, you're um, I mean, if it's like a... I'm not going to like, ooh, a poisonous snake. Let me like get close and take a picture. But if it's like a garter snake or whatever, like I know sure. it doesn't pose a threat to me. Oh, yeah, I'll pick it up. Like, okay. I think they're, they're super cool. Um, one of my friends in college she kept a what like a sand snake in her mm-hmm. dorm room um, are those like the like the orange... oh corn snake corn snake yeah they're like kind yeah, of they're red like... and yeah they can or, I'm, of... I'm thinking it's i think there's multiple colors but yeah this one was like definitely like a very beige like nude color mm-hmm. um oh. super super cool snake yeah sick this great time um i think so, mainly so... my irrational fears are just like me inside my own head too much i mean also going like mm-hmm. to the bathroom there's usually when you're at a, at the sink at a bathroom there's usually a vent go. by your toes <laughs> like you know like a heating vent or whatever are you talking about like uh-huh. a like a like is this like a residential bathroom or like a like a restaurant like a bathroom? house no like yeah, yeah like yeah, you're yeah. in your house um right there's, there's like a little like, radiator you know, great radiator or like heating vent at near your toes and then the house i grew up in like it didn't the one under the sink didn't have like a grate on it because it was kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, vertical. Um, so it was just kind of a hole that goes to like to the vents, to the vents. And for some mm-hmm. reason, I grew up being like, man, as soon as I step in front of that and start washing my hands, uh, there's some, not even like an arm is instantly going to grab me, but there is like a maze of like hundreds and hundreds of yards <laughs> of vent that like something at the end of it is like super fucking fast. And as soon oh, as I start shit. turning on the water, it's chasing, it's, it's going through the maze, trying to find its way to me. And I'm like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go. And then as soon as so I gotta, pop like, out of the bathroom, right. it goes back to the start and then it's gotta right, try right, right. God. So you got like a time limit. Well, exactly. that's like the classic, that's the classic fear of like, um, which I still get sometimes even now, like you've turned off all the lights. I mean, it doesn't happen in my apartment cause I have no stairs, but like, you're at home, you turn off all the lights, 
you're you're downstairs in the basement you're going yeah. upstairs to go to bed and you like take two steps and you're like i gotta book it because yeah. someone's yeah. right behind me that. and they got a knife and they're gonna get me and once i get to the top they're just gonna be like all right all I'm right i'm gonna um, leave you alone you did what you had to do okay so is that a fear of the dark or is that something else that's a good question i've always assumed that it was it was a fear of the dark or like fear fear of the unknown fear the it's unknown like, yeah right you can't see like you you can't see so you don't know um but yeah i don't know i get that i get that a lot um yeah i feel like somebody's following me or something mm-hmm. like that especially i mean my the apartment complex that i live in is like very labyrinthian in the hallways it's very easy to get lost um yep. luckily i live close to the front so it's easy to get to but <laughs> definitely like a couple of times i like my regular laundry room was like out of commission so i had to go to a different one and it's like you go downstairs you go upstairs and like i have no uh-huh. idea where i am and that that definitely yeah yeah mazes i guess yeah. are, are freaky as well so with like the dark <clears throat> and the unknown i mean you know we're all 23 but mm-hmm. when was the yeah. last time you checked under your bed just to like like just to be safe you know well i don't know if i've ever really taken to checking under my bed because because when I was a kid I had a trundle bed so my bed was like solid going straight down into the ground so people couldn't get under there Uh. Um, so I I guess I never really developed that fear but I'll I'll check in um (laughs) I'll check in closets yeah I like check closets out yeah yeah. yeah. For me, I never checked under the beds. It's more whenever I turn the lights off in my room, I just immediately jump on my bed because mm. I had that fear of like something's going to come under and just grab me. Mm. Just, oh, no, I, I would never check under the bed unless, of course, there was something that I needed to grab. But whenever it's nighttime, I would always turn off the lights and not look at the ground. I just look at the bed and be like, that's a safe haven. You got to get there now mm-hmm. or else something's going to grab you. Fucking get under the sheets. Exactly. Like, fucking do something. Over. That's, that's bulletproof. That'll block anything. I know. Yeah. 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 It's just like a, it's a Logic. safe zone, you know? No, I think obviously the, the little vent goblin that's trying to get my toes, I kind of grew out of. Um, but I think the, the most current one that like, I always have a fear because what is it? It's the like the that thing in your brain like the imp of imp of the perverse imp of the perverse because that's like yeah. you're next to a cliff you're like what if i just jumped off you know, well, right? okay no no that's what is that call that's call the, the void, call call the the void. void. Yeah. okay so my irrational fear is that one day my brain is going to listen to the call of the void sure oh, that? Yeah. yeah okay okay so you're like even when you don't get a trigger like a call of the void trigger you're just sitting yeah. kind of normally like nothing bad is happening and you're just like like what if one day <laughs> this happens is that or what you're saying it's more so it's like after i get the trigger and then for a split yeah. second my brain is like shut the hell up just like stop it. that I'm, yeah no just stop that like yeah. but then yeah, the yeah. next thought after my brain telling me like don't do that then the next yeah. thought i have is like what if one day what my if, brain what if i did do it exactly <laughs> so i don't know if it's just like a repeated call of the void but like i definitely one of my irrational fears is that one day my brain is going to listen to the call of the void. Yeah. Um, no, I totally get that. I yeah. totally get yeah. that. I, um, I don't know. I've, I've been like, 
sometimes yeah sometimes that'll happen to me where like i'll recall instances where i had like a call of the void moment mm. like like a month later yeah like you know i was like yeah i was like walking over a bridge and i was like looking down i was like i could do it i was like what the fuck <laughs> yeah. and then i'll be like at work a month yeah. later and i'm just like ah, like i'll like get like a physical uh, reaction yep. yep like how could i have thought how could i have potentially possibly thought that that was like an okay to think thing to think yeah. about I think I've only listened to that voice once and that was like back in like elementary school because um, I, I, have you guys ever like put your finger in a sharp sharpener? Oh, one of the hand pencil sharpeners? No. Yeah. I, uh, I'll, I've like done it with my pinky, but I haven't twisted, obviously. Because I, <laughs> uh, I twisted. <laughs> oh my God. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I was like, I wonder what would happen. Because, like, my finger's small enough where it won't be, like, it'll cut into it. But then I guess uh, I pushed a little too hard. So, mm. and my whole entire fingernail just popped off. I was like, oh, oh. so that's what happens. So that's the last time I ever listened to that voice. Yeah, that's bad yeah. vibes. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, that's, that's I, there's tough. a lot of there's a lot of dangerous things in the classroom in the elementary yeah, school so classroom much. that like you think would be a little bit more managed around kids that like don't know what these things are uh -huh. um famously there's a story um at Devin and my elementary school where like, <laughs> I, think I, I think i know what story know, is it gonna you know is it the robin hood story the, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I the thumbtack the, the Robin Hood. No. Oh, it's not. okay. No, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's the um, mistaken eraser story. Oh yes, yeah. You that know is that a one. famous one. I do. Uh, so Eddie, you know those big those big like seesaw paper cutters. Yes. So a kid was was chopping up his paper with one of those paper cutters. He's like, you know, whatever. Wasn't looking right and chopped like his thumb off oh lord or just like and just not where it got the nail but like the you know the bit that's like right here before okay yeah um and so lops it off and is just kind of like in shock doesn't really know <laughs> and this is, might be like a victim of distortion from a bunch of kids telling the story over and over but the story that i oh, heard really? was that then the teacher goes over and sees the thumb on the table, like the the chopped off, the dismembered part of the thumb, picks it up and goes, whose eraser is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, funny for us, not for the kid. I mean, oh, I no, hopefully no, he no. could hopefully he could stem cell it back or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's young yeah. enough, he can grow back. The, the famous uh like thumbtack and story. Robin Hood story oh, was, oh, yes, was I that there this. was a substitute teacher and then one of the kids was just like playing around with a rubber band and, the, and a push pin um, and was like oh like I don't think this would fire or anything it was kind of just like aiming it around the place not directly at anyone and then he let it go and it really just ripped it <laughs> and then stuck in the substitute's forehead yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't yeah, remember that, that one. That one made its way around for sure. <laughs> I don't know if that teacher now has an inter has a rational fear of 
thumbtacks. Thumbtacks or children. Or, or children. That actually, that's probably a better case. If you're a substitute teacher in February, Washington, I'm sure you have a fear of children now. Yeah, not oh. irrational, actually. No, Perfectly very rational. No, that, that, yeah. that is totally rational at that point. What the fuck? Yeah, I Almost feel like anyone. it's a very, very common fear because um, mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, like if I fail, like what do I do, like next or you know or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think fear of failure is like the biggest one for me. And I, what I found is, which is the worst, which is kind of just like the, the like, it's like the human mind is so evil because it changes what our idea of failure is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I'm living in like a great one bedroom apartment. I'm like, I got a job, I, I'm paying rent. It's like, right. my dream is to make movies. I'm planning to make a short film right now you know it's like i i have all these things going on but i'm still like oh but what if i fail like what if i down the road like everything upends and it goes even worse and so it is this kind of thing where it's like up until i'm like hopefully whatever like 94 on my deathbed reflecting i won't fully know if i've succeeded or failed yet yeah um so you're just kind of like which is maybe kind of heady and also very like counterproductive because it's like you spend all your time thinking about that you're not gonna actually do it but I totally agree though um yeah but yeah it's like you just never you never really know and or I also have this fear which is like ridiculous um that I'll get the thing that I think I want like I'll achieve the thing that I think I want and then say what next well right exactly it's like okay well you know Mm -hmm. it's like what do I do now it's like I just did it same Um, same here or it's, it's like doing that and like feeling good and then not knowing what to do next or um, doing it and not feeling the way that you thought you were going to feel, which is yeah. historically has been my experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then right after that, emptiness starts settling in and then just you're like, fuck, what do I do now? Yeah. You have and to then like... loneliness starts kicking in because that's one of my biggest fears to be alone. Just mm. I don't know why. But ever since I left high school, just that lonely feeling just kept sinking in. I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Because, like, you you guys know me. I'm a very extroverted person where I'll do what I want to do. Like, you saw me drink. I fucking just went at it and threw up at the fucking bush. That (laughs) shit was hilarious, but fucking, oh. I am a person that enjoys company and definitely the biggest fear I have right now is just what happens if that all goes? What happens if for some reason I say something and just all of that is thrown out the window? That's one of my biggest fears. Right. And that goes into the failure thing too. It's like, Mm -hmm. if I fail this, I know something like this could happen and just, the mind is so fucked up it'll keep spiraling down further and further and then you hit depression like a fucking needle yeah so i mean i guess with the the fear of like being alone or fear of loneliness is (laughs) it more so of like the like relationship loneliness being alone or more like your pursuits in life like the things you're working towards, you don't want to like work towards them, achieve them, and then just be like, oh, I left everyone 
behind? Like what are, do they differ at all? I'm just, I'm not familiar. A little bit, a little bit. For me, uh, success isn't really part of the equation. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause the thing is, even if I am successful, I want to be able to share that success with others. Mm. Yep. And that fear of, because I am successful, what if people look at me differently? Or what if people think I'm, the, I'm a different person or someone else completely? Because you know the saying of how people are like, money changes people or fame changes a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like at, at, to a certain point, I say it is true. But also, that person is still there. It's just not as um, relevant to them right, right. now. Mm-hmm. Right. So definitely that fear of, even if I do get what I want in the long term, what happens if the people look at me differently for the choices I've made to make those decisions, to get that job or to get that position? Like, how will people think of me and just, my fear is just being lonely and not being able to share that fame and fortune mm-hmm. or that glory that I, sure. I seek. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not even that, just um, the fear of being left out completely from mm-hmm. social, social life. Because definitely even with my family, uh, I talk a lot. Like I can talk for hours and hours and sure, I'll get bored. But if they're having fun, fuck it, I'm having fun. Mm -hmm. that's just how I am as a person and just that fear of not being able to succeed and not being able to entertain uh especially the loved ones in my life that's one of my biggest fears just yeah what if like oh some deep shit right here (laughs) um yeah no I definitely um Eddie, you kind of like touched on it briefly, but definitely like um, kind of, I mean, we've been talking about this in different forms already, but kind Mm -hmm. of this idea of like not having anybody to leave anything to is something that is like concerning to me, Um, especially when you like, when you kind of think about like orienting yourself to be successful in your career oftentimes mm-hmm. there is like this this door that you can see you can kind of look down this yeah. path that's like um it's like if I sacrificed everything else like gave up everything else and like mm-hmm. went kind of like whole hog into whatever this is that I convinced myself that I want to achieve then mm-hmm. it's like I can't achieve it I probably can't probably who knows but it's like I mean, if you hey. dedicate 100% of your time, 100% of your energy, 100% of your brain power to doing whatever this is that you've decided is like success to you, mm-hmm. then it's like you get to the end and it's like there's nobody else around you yeah. because you've like sacrificed all of those those like quality relationships. And that's something that like stresses me out, which is weird because I'm conscious of it. So it's like, oh, I yeah. know that I'm not mm-hmm. gonna, I yep. know that I'm not gonna do that, but um there is something about there's something like that there's like kind of this fear that like do I have to decide between like a nice healthy plain not plain but like a nice healthy engaging social life romantic life etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. like does that come at, at the cost of like not getting to achieve what I want or am I just being insane yeah. you know um, yeah definitely uh especially with the 
tech school or even like medical school, like all the Asian friends that I have, they've sacrificed all of that to pursue mm. that dream. Mm. And honestly, for me, it's like, sure, yeah, but you're missing out on all this other stuff. And just that that's also what also sets in that fear of loneliness. Like, like sure, I got what I want. Mm. I got that. But that's only 10% of my entire wish list. That's only 10%. Like I could care less about the job. I could care less about the money. As long as I have people that I can enjoy myself with, mm-hmm. even in that company or in that shitty job or with that mm-hmm. shitty paycheck, I still want people to enjoy that shitty paycheck. Uh, during my Saturdays, I would go to SAT training Mm-hmm. to study for the SATs mm-hmm. and I remember just going to these things and then later on going to like a, like a football game with the band and just remembering oh shit I have to do this later on and not be right. able to enjoy myself right. fully right because like I don't know if you guys noticed this but during high school like junior year and senior year was when I was the most reckless and the most um outgoing I've ever been Mm -hmm. just because at that point I came to the conclusion of what the hell is college for then like Mm. if if I am wasting 50% of my time on homework and prepping for something that I know college will look at only once and employers are just going to be like oh yeah he did well why put this much effort into something and not get the full amount back and that's also another fear. It's just like, what if I put in all this effort? What if I put in all this effort and I don't get much back? Right. It's just, I, go on. I think, yeah, I think it has to do, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about, like, you know, although the three of us might not like have a fear of death, but the whole mm-hmm. thing of like people that decide to sacrifice their, you know, first like, 20 25 Mm. years to really dive into this one thing and like you know Mm. set themselves up it adds to that fear of like you know dying early because the the whole thought i think with a lot of people who like you know study nonstop, try to get the best schools like best jobs Mm. and everything is like they sacrifice that many years by the time they're 25 and then like okay Mm. perfect now i have the next you know 60 plus years to then kind of bask in the sacrifices that I made and I think that will also then like wow what if I just spent these 25 years and I die in the next 10 years then what was it worth it for you know so I think it it definitely there's both parts there where you want to be able to enjoy life during every step because you don't know what like the next day holds but people will definitely you know put it all in like growing up in the hopes and thought that they will then be able to use that to enjoy their life much more for the remainder of their life oh yeah yeah just thinking about the future that that's also a big fear (laughs) like Mm -hmm. the what if questions always pop up in my mind um especially in any decision i make like like even making a decision like a $10 payment. I'm like, what if I don't spend that? 
well, what's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, how how badly would this ten dollar affect my life? Because you see all those stories where the butterfly effect, where I don't know if you guys read the story from Ray Bradbury, where they go back in time to kill a dinosaur. Mm, no, I haven't read that one. No. Well, the story is um, two hunters go back in time to kill a dinosaur. The dinosaur will will no matter what will die because a tree will hit it, and it won't affect the timeline at all. Yeah. But during the hunt, something they mess something up. They missed a shot, and they fall off the track. That's also something else. They have to keep on the track that's made for them, or else they will deviate from the timeline. So because of the incident that happened where the lightning did strike, but didn't kill the dinosaur, but the bullet did, but that scare in that one hunter made him run off, run off or fall off the tracks and step on a butterfly, creating the butterfly effect where they came back to their time and their lang the language that they knew was all different. Everything changed just from that one step. So going back to what I was thinking, what happens if I don't spend this $10? How will this change right, my life? <laughs> right, right. Which is, which is like valid. I, I get that because I've had the mm. same thing. If anything, it's like, I've been working on not doing that because it can be pretty destructive. Um, but really it is, it's like, um, or like, oh, there's that episode of, this is a weird reference. There's an episode of Community where they like roll a dice to make a decision. Oh yes, oh. you know what I'm talking about. Right, and then it's like, yep, in their apartment. Yeah. like oh, but the other timeline rolled a six. Yeah, exactly. And there's right. like all the, and then they're just like, okay, there's six different timelines now. We we just opened up this portal, which is yep. great for narratives. It's great for TV. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's interesting and engaging, and like yeah. it's a cool form. It's not how reality works at all. <laughs> no, it's like you can only make. There's only one decision to make, or or, or it's like if you if you make a decision between two or three or four or five or however mm -hmm. many options. The one that you make mm -hmm. is the one that you made. And yeah. that's going to be reality from there on. And so if you just stand there and you don't make that decision, you're still making the decision and your decision, whatever. <laughs> and like the great, whoever is commanding all of us and controlling all of this, is just like, great, that's just no decision. And you're just wasting your time sitting around being like, <laughs> okay, but what if I did? What? <laughs> and it's just, it's just like, I don't know. What I've found in, in like the last year or so is like, it's not worth dwelling on stuff like that. It's mm -hmm. like, and I try to, especially like with purchases, it's, it's always like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Is it something that you want? Is it something that like, you're actually going to use um, yeah. stuff like that? I mean, it's like, it, it, and like, to put it simply, it's like being an adult. It's like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> in like kind of a, kind of like a sucky way. It's like, yeah, that's like growing up being responsible, like, you know, like, thinking through your decisions before doing them but um Definitely. but at the same time I think like that logic can also apply to taking risks you know mm. it's like um I don't think that every decision should be I'm not going to do this because something potentially slightly bad yep. might happen as a result you shouldn't blow all your money you shouldn't be spending ten dollars every second oh, no. just on <laughs> random stuff but um but yeah I think it's I that's what I found especially recently mm. is like and I think especially coming out of COVID where it's like, we didn't have a lot of decisions that we can make yeah. in terms of like where we go and what we do and, and, you know, unique experiences and all that stuff. 
um, yeah, I've definitely learned to be a little bit more, a little bit more kind of laissez-faire with my decisions, say yes more, like not be as mm -hmm. conservative with yep. these things. Um, and, you know, that, yeah. I mean, that that's personally yeah. like how I've kind of developed. And I think yeah, that goes I, I, into the fear of, well, I feel like I, I have a fear of being unprepared for something Ooh, and it doesn't time. have to be a yeah. certain thing, but it's like, I mean, the whole classic example of like, oh, I've got a two day trip. Let me pack six pairs of underwear. Cause it's like, <laughs> what if I just shit myself? Like all the time. <laughs> like, I, I know that's not going to happen, but like, but what if? What if? <laughs> and I, I think yeah. it's a very similar way of like how I spend and save money. Cause I feel like a lot of the time I like just try to save more and more money. Well, it's like, well, yeah, like, you know, I could get, hit by a tree i could break a leg i could i would need to pay this large sum of money for something that's mm -hmm. very unlikely to happen but let me just keep saving money in case something Yo. does which like has definitely i think you know gift and a curse it's helped me out in the long run because i feel like i'm pretty good at saving money now um mm -hmm. and i've gotten better at like oh like this is not you know i can spend my money purpose. on this this is fine like you know i need this little boost of of whatever dopamine it, hit from yeah, buying yeah whatever yeah. i do yeah 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 i just a lot of people hesitate and i don't see the point in hesitating because i mean growing up i hesitate a lot in making mm -hmm. some of the decisions that i've made and just like how brian and devin both say um you just grow the fuck up. You 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 become an adult. Just fucking deal with the consequences, but no, understand that there will be consequences to some choices you have. And going back to the risk thing, just if you know it's a risk, and you know you're going to lose a lot, or if you know you're going to benefit from it, why or why are you not doing it? And is is that fear of uncertainty that also kicks in, mm -hmm. of what if something bad happens? What if uh, something I didn't think of happens? And you see this, you see this scenario in a lot of action films or like um, thriller films, like what if, and it's always that what if scenario that happens that you're thinking happens. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, can't, I, I can't remember a specific, specific scene with that kind of scenario, but I don't know, but the 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 red rum that part always comes into mind in the, in the Shining. Yeah, the yeah. Red rum, and then you look at the mirror. It's like, oh no, no shit, murder. Yeah, I see what yeah, you mean. Yeah. I I guess I, I think I, I think I get what you're trying to it's trying to get at. Where it's like somebody, it, I don't know. It's like you make something like a seemingly innocuous decision to like. Yeah, oh, I'm just gonna run out. I'm gonna run out for five minutes to get the mail Nothing and I'm gonna leave the door happen. unlocked. I'm gonna leave yeah. the door unlocked just because I'm in and out. And they come back in and they get murdered. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah, it's just like, oh. Um, <laughs> this is actually something that I was really thinking about like a lot, like a couple of days ago was um, movies. I love movies, obviously. Yeah. I like <laughs> to make them, they're very fun. Um, but movies movies are stories they're narratives same with it's like video games are narratives um books are narratives like you know plays whatever it's oh, like yeah. and that's like a big part of our culture is telling stories but stories mm -hmm. like in in you know 
like they have structure of like beginning, yeah. middle, end, and they've set up some payoffs and they have characters and, and everything has to resolve because they have to eventually end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've definitely found recently, which I think contributes to my fear of like, I need to have everything good by the time I die and I want to yeah. like be successful and et cetera, et cetera. We like to orient our lives around like what we consume which is stories I mean you can turn on a movie that's two hours long and you watch a character's entire life like birth to death you know true um and so it kind of starts to convince us that it's like these things these like dramatic things happen all the time in life which they don't I mean there's no there's there's no logic in life the same way that there's logic in film like Aaron Sorkin who's not my favorite writer says (laughs) this thing that like but but I respect him, he's very good. Um, he says this thing that's like, characters aren't people. They talk like us and they look like mm-hmm. us and they sound like mm-hmm. us, but they're not people. And dialogue mm-hmm. isn't talking, it's dialogue. Right, right, it's, right. It's, it's like kind of, it's like music and lyrics, it's song and dance. Wow. Um, which, is, which is something that's hard to get, especially now because I mean, mm-hmm. acting has become much more, and movies have become much mm-hmm. more Oh, realistic yeah yep. um, a lot less I mean, theater as they all started. exactly mm-hmm. yep. exactly i mean you go back and watch even like a even like a 60s or 70s movie now but especially like a hollywood like 40s oh, yeah. hollywood movie right or like something. casablanca exactly something like singing in the rain something like that yep. it's like they oh, yeah. they're it's very clear that it's like these people are performing their lines and they're delivering yep. them and blah 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 but now it's like i mean it's you know you go to the movie and you watch an a24 movie and it's this mm-hmm. it's an intimate story about like a kid who is on the run and blah 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 and you're like wow it's so real and oh they used real people not not like trained actors and mm-hmm. you know and it's like everything feels almost like a documentary oh, yeah. now and you're like this is so close to my life but they're still doing these manipulative things to make it feel like a like a like a narrative um and it gets into your brain I mean or it gets into my brain because I watch so many movies and I'm, yeah, I'm like that. my life has to be like this my life has to have there has to be this moment the midpoint moment where like right I, you know I get the phone call from the guy and I'm like no <laughs> yeah. way and I freak out <laughs> my um, life changes forever my life changes forever yeah. in like one afternoon and it happens to people but it also right. doesn't yeah. and, and also yeah. I mean there's so yeah. many more hours in the day where that doesn't happen and it's like yeah. not mm. it, it can be really like anxiety inducing and fear inducing because you're just sitting around like waiting for it to happen yeah and like not taking agency in your life, I guess. Oh yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's a big rabbit hole to go down, but that's that's something that's been on my mind for a while. Oh, definitely. We we went down the rabbit hole for a while now. Anything uh, you guys want to say to conclude or anything you guys want to say um, to wrap things up real quick or? I mean, I feel pretty good. Um, yeah, I had a great time. I don't know if I have any. I don't know if I have any closing statements. Um, this this is a good time. I had a great time, Ed. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, hey, thanks for joining. This was a fun podcast. I liked it. Yeah. It was, holy shit. But yeah, um, that's all the time we have today. Uh, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Devin, for actually joining us today to this third podcast episode of Memory Bank. Now we just need to edit this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me.
No, thank you guys. Uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime later. Uh, we will schedule this later on. But join us for the next podcast that's going to come out next Sunday. Um, it's going to be every Sunday at like 4 p.m. Hopefully. Hopefully the rendering actually works this time because holy <laughs> shit. Because I remember uploading the two-hour film. I was like, I know this is not going to take a whole day. This is going to take two whole days. And just, I wake up the next morning, it's like 36%. Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully this one doesn't take that long. Um, I will have it up as soon as I can. But, yeah, thank you guys for joining me today. Hopefully Dude. we can game sometime soon. Fucking uh, <laughs> <talking> hell. <laughs> this is the third podcast. How do I not have an outro? Uh, subscribe, <laughs> comment. Uh, like and that's the show have a good one you guys right on right on <laughs> <laughs>